Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. We are joined today by one of the most accomplished documentary filmmakers in of all movie-dumb. Uh, we are so thrilled to have us with us today. We're, we're going to be speaking with Barbara Koppel. She's the director of this new film called Miss Sharon Jones, this remarkable film about a woman who uh, is one of the more uh, accomplished, uh, talented soul R&B singers you'll ever hear. That would be Miss Sharon Jones and the Dab Kings, her group. This is a story of her very intense struggle over the course of a, a lot of a year in which she faced a lot of challenges and her energy and her enthusiasm for life is just permeates this film barbara koppel welcome to film school oh thank you i'm really glad to be talking to you well excellent well let's start with uh with how you came to know about uh, uh miss sharon jones and the dab kings and move from there into what prompted you to, to ask her about doing a documentary? All right. I'll tell you everything. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, Alex Cadvin, who is her manager, mm -hmm. really felt that a film should be made about Sharon. And Alex, in his own right, is a musician who also played with the Dap Kings, which is her band. They've been playing together for 20 years, and they used to play for, they were the backup band for Amy Winehouse as well. Mm. And he went to VH1 and talked to two guys there who I had worked with before doing a film called Woodstock Now and Then, celebrating the 40th anniversary of Woodstock, Steve Mintz and Brad Abramson. And they agreed, and luckily... They just said, I have just the person for you, and that was me, and that's how it all started. At the beginning, I only knew one of her songs, A Hundred Days, A Hundred Nights. I had never met Sharon, mm -hmm. and a week later, Alex called me, and he said, would you come out and shoot now? And I said, of course. <laughs> and we went out and we filmed, and that was a day that she was making a transformation. Yeah. She was having her dreads cut off because of her pancreatic cancer and her head shaved. So it was a very, very intense time to meet her. It was so intimate, and it just put a bond of friendship between us that we shared something that was so tough and so difficult. And also on that same day, we went to this place where they give you wigs and her character came through so phenomenally because she would try on all these wigs and make fun of them and laugh. And uh, anyway, yeah. you, I just knew what an amazing, strong, funny, and alive human being she was. 
Well, and you know, I talk to a lot of documentary filmmakers, and one of my questions to them is gaining the confidence of either the group of people or the person in particular that you're going to be working with on this documentary. And it sounds like that particular day and that event probably accelerated the level of intimacy and getting to know one another that may have taken a little while longer had it not been something that occurred for that uh, during that during that day. Is that fair? Well, or, or not. I look at it a little differently. Okay. I look at it that the films that you make, people are sometimes in crisis. And Sharon, for a while in this film, was in crisis, you know, struggling with life and death issues. And I became very unimportant, and she just forgot about us, and she just was into her life and into what she was doing, and it was a different situation. And in most of my films are like that. I mean, the coal miners of Harlan County, we were machine-gunned with semi-automatic carbines. The miner was killed by a company foreman. People aren't that interested in the camera. They're interested in going after their goals. They're going after survival. Yeah. Yeah, you, you have a, had a remarkable career of of showcasing, spotlighting people under under in in extreme situations in in very high pressure, high intense situations and certainly what Sharon was going through is is, is an example of that. Um well, I think that, you know, too that in making films, what you want to do, what you struggle to do is to, no matter what the subject is, is to go beneath the surface and really find the heart of the story and try to create unforgettable and entertaining films that introduce audiences, you know, to people that they would n- maybe never have known if they didn't get to see this film or at least a different side of people who we all thought we knew yeah. already. Yeah. I, that's what I my admiration for documentary filmmakers is rooted in what you just said. This idea of sort of the faith and in belief in yourself and in what you've chosen to follow in terms of your time and the filmmaking expertise, and that sort of leap of faith that you take and so many others is is remarkable. And and it's and it's it's been something that you've been rewarded for. But I I can only imagine how many projects just fizzle out and end up just not being, you know, they just don't pan out. So well, I hands- think that we're now in a really good stage of making documentaries. I mean, at film festivals, they're the most exciting films. They're sold out before any others, and people are just telling phenomenal stories, yeah. and yeah. I'm very excited by it, and I think that you know, if you really talk about your project and you tell people about it, people will help you, and you have to have that passion, and they'll help you so that your project may not fizzle out. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, I think that the cadre of of film uh, documentary filmmakers different than narratives. I know that there's both sides of that equation are there's all kinds of pitfalls and, and rewards that go along with it. But with documentary filmmaking, there is you're working without a net a lot of the time in terms of the project you're working on, in terms of it's it true. playing yeah, out. So, it's true. We have no net whatsoever, but, you know, why should we always have a net? Right. Why should we always be safe right. if you don't, 
you know, move around those corners and face whatever you have to face, you'll never know the strength of yourself and the strength of your story. So sometimes that could be very positive. I want to get back to talking about Sharon Jones, but one last thing about you were talking about documentary filmmakers. I know that you recently said, and you sort of reiterated here, that you believe that this uh, this is sort of a golden age of documentary filmmaking. And I couldn't agree more. I, I think that, and I'll just throw in my two cents, I think that the the talent of the people involved uh, in making documentary filmmakers and also this uh, being unafraid to sort of blur the lines between narrative and documentary filmmaking has really added a whole new element of drama and expertise, I will say, to, to these films. Um, and I, I agree that this is an amazing era for documentary films. Yeah, and there are no rules, yeah. which which is really fun and inventive, and you don't have to do this or you don't have to do that. You have to do what your heart tells you and where you see the people in your film going. Just be fast enough to go with them. Right, and I'm just going to throw this into the mix. You and <laughs> and you and Albert Mazels and and all and and uh, Frederick Weisman and and all these filmmakers who've made these movies, like Harlan County, USA, have inspired well, people. Well, those, those filmmakers are a generation above me. No, I understand. Those, they were my mentors. Right. But I, I can't be put in the same place as okay, they are. Okay. But I will say that the bravery that, that you exhibit in the, the films that you've made is inspiring. It, it is. I, mean, I don't know how comfortable you are for me to say that to you, but I, I, it is an inspiring part of, of why people have picked up cameras and chosen to follow their heart and do these kinds of films that they're making now. And I think that in some, in some way um, you have inspired so many to, to do this. And uh, thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but I have a whole community of people. Yes. I know. Now, let's get back to Sharon Jones and, and the Dab Kings. Now, here we have, uh, uh, for a lot of people, may have heard her name, not quite as familiar with her. Um, I described her at the outset as one of the most talented R&B soul singers out there, but certainly hasn't been the case until very recently that people would have even heard of her. Um, well, they also um, equate her as the female James Brown. Okay. I mean, her music, once you hear it, it gets into your soul. I sit and I watch the movie, and the movie is almost like going to a concert as well as telling a story, and I'm singing away, you know, very low, not to disturb anybody, <laughs> every single one of her songs, and I just walk out of the theater so elated. Yeah. Yes, and well, she started out as uh, in a wedding. She was a wedding singer. Is that her? Yes, a wedding of... band singer. Yes, and that's how she met her one of her best friends, who's uh, Megan Holcomb, who is when Sharon was sick was is a nutritionist and is the one who put her up in her home and fed her what she didn't really want to drink, which was green drinks. She much rather would have had, you know pork or or something else right, right. to eat but <laughs> that's a woman who's who she sang at her wedding and they became fast friends forever and and one of the themes in miss sharon jones uh is this the community the friendship the bonds the relationships that she has had you mentioned megan certainly other people in her life including alex uh cadvin and the and the Dab Kings themselves, she's become they they were 
they're they're part of her her world, her family. Talk a little bit about the relationships she shares with some of those people as well. Well, for example, one of the most powerful scenes for me that I was able to experience was after not singing for seven months, she was going to open to a sold-out house at the Beacon Theater. And she didn't know who she was going to be. She didn't know if she was going to be able to get up and to sing and to dance and what she had in her. And she was sitting and crying and trying to collect herself. And then she was sitting backstage holding her cup and her hand was shaking. And then it was time to go on stage. And she stood at the curtain, this strong amazing woman and binky who's in her band called her name miss sharon jones you know who beat cancer in the butt yes and out she comes and she just is so wonderful but when she gets out of breath the band slows down the music everybody is in tempo with each other everybody wants to see her heal and wants to see her succeed in a prayer with the two dapettes, Sandra and Star, the prayer was that that Sharon heals and that she remembers all her lyrics. <laughs> um, yes. I mean, it's a band that always keeps their eye on Sharon, that knows her moods, knows her feelings, and they're all there for each other. And they are, and, and it's rewarded by her and her personality and her, her dynamic uh, way of keeping this this thing going that's something that she loves it, it's a wonderful film i want to quickly remind our listeners that we're speaking with barbara koppel uh and she is the director of a new film called sharon jones uh miss sharon jones pardon me miss sharon uh, miss sharon jones uh documentary uh i can't even tell you how how thrilled i am that you were able to find time here today to be on the show Big, I'm, I'm so, <laughs> I am beside myself, Barbara. I'm. Thank you so much for being a part of the show, uh, and continue your good work. I hope you will continue to be inspired by the work that you do. Uh, thank you, and it's been a great pleasure to be here. And uh, we're in the editing stages of a new film okay. on Gigi Gorgeous. And if you don't know who she is, I you'll know soon. I don't and know who she is. for Sharon Jones, yes. her wish <laughs> is to sell a million records. So if you happen to like the film and like her music, go out there and get one for her. And and that, that one is called... Give the people what they want. Give the people what they want, and you'll sell a million records. That's what that's what that's the, should be the whole title. But give yes. the people what they want. Barbara Koppel, thank you so much for being here. No, and thank you for having me. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.